millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And welcome again to the Explaining History podcast. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about Allied military intelligence during the First World War. The networks of spies that existed in Belgium and Netherlands particularly, um, which monitored troop movements and trains um, effectively and gave the British um, and the French some of the uh, best indications as to future German plans. So today we're reading from uh, With Our Backs to the Wall, Victory and Defeat in 1918 by David Stevenson, which, uh, as I've mentioned before, is one of the best accounts of the final stages of the First World War. And David Stevenson um, writes that the uh, final Ludendorff offensives, Michael, Blucher York um, and the others, um, in the spring of 1918 didn't quite catch the British off guard. The British were aware that something was in the offing because they were able to look um, at the movement of forces to the front. They were able to uh, keep a close eye on how the German army was moving its troops around. However, um, much of the uh, actual timing of the offensives, uh, the strength of them, and their leadership and intentions do catch the Allies uh, uh, unawares. There was some indication, though this is obviously being kept a tightly guarded secret for um, um, the last century, um, as to British and French penetration uh, of Germany itself in terms of uh, intelligence and uh, informants within Germany. But the real successes for the Allied powers in terms of intelligence uh, came from agents in occupied France, Belgium and the Netherlands. David Stevenson writes, Most significant was the Allies' train-watching system in occupied France and the Low Countries, to which the Germans had no counterpart. It tracked the movement of infantry and artillery, and especially that of constituted units, i.e. whole divisions which typically required 40 trains each to move. Train watching in Belgium began early, much of it done by returning refugees who worked for a profusion of networks run by the British, French and Belgian intelligence. 
competition and non-cooperation led several agents to disaster, as did insecure communications, secret documentation being carried by courier from Holland to Britain on a steam packet and intercepted three times by boarders from German warships during 1916. So this is uh, in keeping with the other stuff that we've looked at so far on the beginnings of military intelligence uh, and the beginnings of um, MI6 and MI5 and the degree of uh, amateurism. Um, and I don't mean that in any kind of particularly negative way, but quite literally um, the lack of any real professional understanding of uh, military intelligence, uh, particularly at the scale required during um, a, a period of total war. Um, the development of intelligence, uh, particularly British intelligence, throughout the 20th century has been quite a bloody affair. If you look at the, uh, the, le- the scale of losses to the Special Operations Executive during the Second World War, uh, the numbers of um, agent networks rolled up by the Germans and summarily executed, uh, it's fair to say that uh, British intelligence learned through its errors. For example, by uh, 1917, all British reports from the Netherlands were uh, directed for editing uh, via the military attaché in The Hague, Lawrence Oppenheim. Um, During the war, uh, the British had 130 networks uh, in Europe, with 4,360 agents. Uh, The French uh, had 40 networks with uh, only 650 agents. And the Belgians, 25 networks, 500 agents. Uh, The Americans, when they joined the war in 1917, are keen to become involved in the intelligence-gathering business. Um, They have uh, plenty of money to spend and often poach the informants who the the British or the French or the Belgians have cut their ties with or who can be bought for a higher price and lured away. So these are often not high-grade sources of information or high-grade candidates. And their cultivation by the uh, Americans takes uh, a sufficient time uh, that uh, the Americans don't really have joining the war in April 1917 and the war ending in November 1918. And Britain's operations were run by the new organisation MI6, led by Sir Mansfield Cumming in Whitehall, um, in the Netherlands controlled by a South African captain, Henry Landau. Um, Landau's operation uh, was known collectively as La Dame Blanche, or the White Lady which was um, uh, named after a, a kind of like a myth of a, a ghost whose sighting would always presage the death of a Hohenzollern, the uh, uh, dynasty that the Kaiser uh, was, was born of. By 1918, La Dame Blanche had observers all over Belgium, and the British organised groups that were run from London tended to dominate uh, northeastern France. This area was really, really important. It was the sector where the lateral railway passed behind the German front and skirted the Ardennes. Um, so if you're wondering about looking about troop movements and railways, there's probably nowhere more important in the war to have observers 
the northeastern France. From February 1918 onwards, uh, General, Head General Headquarters was able to establish um, a reporting service uh, at the eastern end of the line in Luxembourg, um, whose messages reached Paris in five days instead of three weeks via the Netherlands. Um, and they did this via a code that, w that communicated details in a local newspaper, De Landwehr. Um, its contents seemed pretty innocuous, pretty innocent, um, and the, so much so that the Germans permitted the newspaper um, it to be exported to Switzerland. And De Landwehr became uh, a crucial source of information for the British. During the war, um, GHQ um, had at least 6,000 uh, agents uh, and informants uh, across occupied Europe um, on uh, the payroll, um, of which 98 were caught and executed, and a further 644 were thrown in jail. Um, a third of those who worked for Landau's network, La Dame Blanche, uh, were women. Um, its recruits were uh, came from all social classes. Some were members of the aristocracy, uh, all the way down to uh, members of the working classes, uh, railway workers, uh, barge uh, pilots, peasants, uh, priests and nuns. Among the Catholic Church in France, uh, Belgium uh, and uh, other kind of Catholic uh, denominations uh, in the Netherlands, the memory of the destruction of Louvain in 1914 in France, one of the, the first great casualty of German aggression, um, resonated deeply. But this kind of intelligence gathering was the first phase of um, the building of the intelligence picture. The uh, creation of uh, units that would, um, or networks that would focus on particular German divisions in order to try to build up a picture of their force strength, capability, equipment uh, and auxiliary forces um, worked very well. But this information, when it uh, came back uh, to um, the uh, British intelligence, then had to be verified uh, in order to um, kind of sharpen up the focus uh, on uh, the information and to to build a more uh, a more detailed and, and accurate picture. Uh, prisoner and deserter interrogation was one of the most useful methods of doing this, uh, taking the information picture that intelligence picture that had already been created by the informants, and then probing to test whether it was accurate uh, with um, informants uh, with uh, prisoners and, and deserters. Um, the British had done this particularly well by 1918, um, and Allied prisoners also gave their uh, German captors uh, particularly accurate information. David Stevenson writes, A shot-down pilot on the 18th of March, followed the next day by uh, prisoners and by two deserters, one Polish and one Alsatian, confirmed that the Michael attack would come on the 20th or the 21st. The intelligence corps officers, who were often trained linguists, found questioning was best done during the shock and disorientation immediately following capture, and was more productive with non-German minorities and private soldiers than with NCOs and officers. 
A relaxed and friendly approach worked better than threats or intimidation, and the turned prisoners might be placed with other captives as stool pigeons. If nothing else, prisoner and deserter intelligence could confirm the identification of the units on the opposite side of the line, and might also illuminate morale and the political conditions in Germany. Although by 1918, GHQ had become more cautious about such information after the excessive optimism of Edgar Cox's predecessor as Haig's intelligence chief, John Charteris. Charteris's predictions that the war would cause Germany to grind to a halt and to soothe for peace turned out by early 1918 to not be the case. And when this actually does happen, when Germany is brought to its knees by a working-class revolution, which is uh, what finally ends the First World War, then that comes to the um, the British as something of, not, not necessarily a surprise, it was clear that Germany was losing the war, but the outbreak of revolution uh, isn't something that the British uh, predicted or were able to um, uh, preempt in any way. When Operation Michael, the biggest blow uh, against the British lines during the uh, Ludendorff Offensive, when that began, the German army had become wise to the threat of loose-lipped deserters, and the German army had made sure that private soldiers knew as little as possible about the uh, possibility, about the plans for the attack before it began. The other form of intelligence gathering on the front was, of course, air reconnaissance. Air reconnaissance dramatically changed throughout the war. It uh, developed, uh, it was seen as by uh, something of an irrelevance, particularly by uh, the British Chiefs of Staff in 1914, uh, until it starts actually proving itself. Uh, British generals often began from a standpoint of conservatism with a small c uh, about military strategy uh, and scepticism uh, about new innovations, particularly those that were kind of almost new service arms, such as the what would eventually become the RAF. Um, Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As they saw these as encroachments on their own areas of expertise and perhaps their, their own sense of, of power and prestige. Um, but the, the usefulness of air reconnaissance suddenly becomes, rapidly becomes uh, invaluable. In 1914, air reconnaissance had uh, traced German marching columns through Belgium and the movement of the German First Army uh, away from uh, Paris uh, to the south, which uh, brought about the first Battle of the Marne, which was uh, Britain and France's first victory of the war. This made uh, air power a significant factor in the uh, defence of Paris in 1914 and the prevention of a, a lightning victory for Germany uh, by um, the late summer, early autumn of 1914. Trench warfare, of course, uh, meant that intelligence gathering was uh, significantly more difficult, being able to find out what the enemy was doing had to come from uh, forward listening posts, from uh, night reconnaissance raids, from uh, uh, capturing prisoners from um, enemy lines, uh, all sorts of very, very hazardous stuff. So in this regard, having aircraft was um, a, a much uh, a, a very valuable tool. So what the aircraft becomes initially is uh, a, a mobile camera station uh, I, 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 you know, the way that we would use drones now in the 21st century Air reconnaissance was able to observe dangers developing in the spring of 1918 before uh, the Ludendorff Offensive uh, it was able to uh, observe German building projects um, opposite the uh, third British Third Army and this had been how Germany had been able to observe uh, the British build-up before the Battle of the Somme. The British had uh, believed that they had kept their uh, railway building up to the Somme uh, front line secret, but they hadn't. They had been spotted by German aircraft, uh, and the uh, Germans spent uh, a great deal of time uh, digging concrete bunkers that would protect them, uh, protect their soldiers, for the most part, from the uh, the biggest British artillery barrage uh, of the war up until that point, the British were unlucky in that there before the outbreak of um, the offen the the Michael offensive, there were three to four days of uh, heavy cloud and rain, uh, making it very difficult to gather intelligence from the skies, and all the Germans had been uh, wise enough to camouflage. Um, their forward positions, they had been uh, wise enough to um, cover the tracks of their vehicles and do most of their planning and preparation and troop movements by night. In the field of cryptanalysis or decoding, um, the French had really, really pioneered ahead. The French, uh, as a defending army, tended to use France's uh, cable network um, using uh, telegraph. The German army 
not being able to bring a telegraph system with them, obviously, uh, used radio. And so uh, in 1914, uh, the French army uh, was able to establish a unit that could uh, listen to German radio transmissions and crack the codes that were being uh, um, uh, messaged back and forth. The, the British War Office had to um, be more uh, improvising uh, in its approach to signals intelligence, uh, not being as advanced as the French, but quickly began to uh, assemble um, linguists uh, and um, code breakers. In contrast to this, writes David Stevenson, Germany had made few preparations for a war of ciphers, uh, and for much of the conflict was at a disadvantage. Cryptography, uh, the art of encrypting, um, still more cryptanalysis, the art of decoding, was an exacting craft that required months of dedicated training and practice. It took a while to come into its own, uh, as once trench warfare set in both sides relied less on radio than on cable and on field telephones. In 1916, the Germans and the French had devised equipment for listening in on conversations in the opposing trenches, and the BEF, the British Expeditionary Force, which was lax about security, owed many of its grievous losses on the Somme to German eavesdropping. Subsequently, new precautions were ordered that improved matters, though to the end the British were often careless. As the German front line established itself, the German trench network from the Channel Coast all the way to uh, the Alps, the uh, Germans quickly built um, the communications infrastructure uh, using cable uh, and telegraph. Um, this was uh, phased out within two years. After 1916, uh, the German army shifts to radio. Uh, as its uh, way of communicating at all levels. Um, and this was partly due to the lack of rubber and non-ferrous metals needed to make uh, cables, and partly due to the fact that Allied artillery could blow apart uh, cable networks very easily uh, during the first bombardment, making the uh, possibilities, making it very, very difficult to coordinate armies at all uh, following that. Uh, radio messages were much, much more easy to be intercepted, however. So they presented uh, uses and problems. The French were able to build an array of receivers that would uh, intercept messages, um, and they and the British became uh, very, very skilled at reconstructing uh, German uh, order of battle instructions by looking at the analysis of radio traffic. Even when it was um, difficult to know precisely what a message said, it was still possible to predict where a unit was and what its composition was by looking at familiar call signs uh, and looking at the volumes and direction of wireless messages. So if a particular unit was receiving an awful lot of traffic, it normally was a big and insignificant one, and you could make educated guesses as to which one it was. And if you were had been able to associate a particular call sign with a particular regiment or division, then it was uh, even easier. Before the Michael Offensive, 
um, the German army, um, having remembered the problems of 1914 um, and the, the kind of the uh, chaos in terms of communications as the German army raced across uh, France, were able to kind of outthink uh, the enemy. The Germans introduced the ADFGX field cipher, which was easy for them to use and was the, the most complicated and difficult code um, so far seen uh, in the history of intelligence uh, at that point. The Allies were unable to break the code, and the Germans had also learned the Allies' trick um, of being able to work out uh, information from call signs. So they began to use dummy call signs. They also started to create false intelligence traffic, uh, indicating that there were units in certain places uh, that that obviously that weren't there. Um, and so this helped uh, the German army to create uh, the illusion of a phantom army in the Champagne region. Um, this confused the French for days, and the uh, Allies were um, deceived. The, the kind of deception, the kind of misdirection that the Allies eventually used in the Second World War against the Germans using Operation Fortitude uh, just before the D-Day invasions. During April and May, the Allies' intelligence situation got better, though only a little bit. The British Expeditionary Force did have a warning about the third uh, attack on March the 28th, the Mars attack, um, which is one of the reasons why it was um, defeated and why the Ludendorff Offensive starts to gradually peter out. Um, the General HQ at Lees um, was surprised by uh, the timing and location of Mars, which started uh, just as Britain's allies, uh, the Portuguese, um, were being uh, moved out. So it really came at a, a very, very bad time and created a kind of, at a moment when there was a, a gap in the line. Um, ground and air observation on the 7th of April saw the preparations, but intelligence at General Headquarters still thought that the main attack would come uh, along the La Bassie Canal. Um, during the battle, uh, the weather made Allied overflights really, really difficult. Uh, and so for the first few days of Operation Mars, as, of, uh, as during Operation Michael, um, GHQ, General Headquarters, was shifted from a kind of a, 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 an aura of complacency to one of um, panic that uh, something uh, approaching a massive German breakthrough was uh, about to happen uh, as the scale of the attack became clear. So the British, the French, the Germans, um, the Belgians all show themselves to be quite inconsistent in the uh, arena of intelligence gathering during the war. Some um, operations, some uh, capabilities like uh, France's ability to decrypt German codes and to uh, gather German signals intelligence are really impressive. But there are a number of uh, unnecessary failings and errors uh, along the way um, and carelessness on all sides, uh, but uh, particularly um, in term at the front line uh, on the part of the British. Um, 
this underlines the point that kind of the development of intelligence is a bloody affair, not for those just for those intelligence networks that are rolled up, but for the calamities that befall uh, men at the front line when uh, intelligence is missed, ignored, or when deception operations are successfully perpetrated uh, on either side. So we'll look at David Stevenson's work uh, on uh, battlefield innovations a little bit more in the coming weeks, but I hope you find this useful and interesting, and I'll catch you on the next Explaining History podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.